Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the second session of the four-part Guidelines for a Happy Home series. This message, entitled The Glue That Holds Your Home Together, was taught at the Church on the Rock in Berea, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick began the message by teaching us the eight actions attached to commitment. Then he defined the word commitment for us and read his text, found in Genesis chapter 24, verses 1-19, through 19, the story of Isaac and Rebekah. He concluded the broadcast by bringing us the first of seven lessons that we learn from the story of Isaac, Rebekah, and Abraham. On this broadcast, he'll bring us the other six. And now, here's Brother Rick. There's safety in a multitude of counselors. In fact, it says it this way, where no counsel is, people are apt to fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Second thing I noticed about commitment, because see, commitment is a glue that holds your relationship together. Feelings may come and go, I'm telling you it's true. But your commitment you make should not change. Here's something important. Commitment is much as much a matter of your will as it is a matter of your emotions. That's what this story is teaching. He hasn't even seen her. <laughs> I believe you can love anyone you will to love. That's a tough statement. I want you to hear it. If you will to love somebody. Because see, here's what I believe. I believe love is a choice and not just a feeling. And Hollywood has defined it as a feeling. And let me tell you something. That's why they're getting married every other day. Because feelings change. And what I want you to understand is love is a choice and commitment is a choice. And these words are all based on our choice. And we need to understand that it's commitment many times that keeps us together, even when feelings seem to rise and fall. So it's important to get a hold of. You can't allow your commitment to follow with every emotional change you're going to experience. Well, if you do, you're in trouble. I don't feel what I used to feel. I've had guys sit in my office and say that. I've had women say, I don't feel what I used to feel. I always ask them, are you doing what you used to do? If you do what you used to do, you feel what you used to feel. Feelings follow action. It's not the other way. Now, here's a third thing you learn about this story. Every commitment will be tested. Rebecca's tested. Her parents says, why don't you stay 10 more days? Well, how many of you know it's easy to make a commitment, but when it starts being tested? Someone asked me, Brother Rick, you have trouble going on a diet? No, I have trouble staying on a diet. I, I went on bunches up. What about prayer life? Do you ever, I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock and pray every morning. How many of you know at first two or three days, you up waking up the roosters? Third day that clock goes off, you think you're possessed. You know, I mean, every day, your commitment is going to be tested. Every commitment will be tested. That's why Jesus compares his love to the church as a love of a husband to a bride. Why? Because sometime, listen to me, sometime or another, your commitment will require the crucifixion of your flesh. At some time or another, 
your commitment will require the crucifixion of your flesh. Wow. It's going to be tested. Here's the fourth thing I learned about this. Kindness is the grease in the cogs of commitment. <laughs> Kindness. Did you know that you're going to disagree, but there's never a right to be unkind to somebody? Did you know that kindness is what brought you to repentance, Titus tells us? Chapter 3, it's the kindness of God. How many of you know that if you'll be kind, your kindness will grease that commitment, that relationship? Rebecca's kind, the Eleazar, kind to her family. She doesn't back talk them. She's kind to them. She's kind, kind, kind. It's important. That's why 1 Corinthians 13 says, love suffers long and is said loud. Here's the fifth thing I learned in this story. Purity is the character of commitment. It doesn't just say that she's a young maiden because a lot of times these words are used. And the word virgin and young maiden sometimes are interchangeable. But it goes on to explain she's never been with a man. She's never been with, why was this necessary? It's showing that purity is necessary. It's showing that restraint needs to be proven. It shows delayed gratification in her life. She was willing to put some things on hold. See, her first commitment was to God. See, once your purity gets defiled, your trust gets broken, your relationship's in trouble. You got to stay pure. You got to stay pure. A marriage requires it. You got to stay pure. You know, we talk about accountability a lot and accountability partners. Did you know I have discovered my greatest accountability partner is my wife? Try telling her what you're struggling with. She'll help you. <laughs> you may tell some other guy, he's I pray for you, Bubba. Tell her, she'll help you. You what? See, here's what I found. If you don't let impurity come into your house, you won't have to deal with it later. I make myself accountable to people. And, and when I first started doing this, I had people to really criticize me. Brother Ricky, you mean you have people hold you accountable? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I sure do. Why? Because I don't want to preach to you and become a castaway. I don't want to get up. Do you understand that you can get up and do ministry and behind the scenes be anything but that? Boy, we need that commitment of purity with one another. And that's what she exhibits. And here's the next thing you have to understand. Commitment must be honored by everybody involved. See, it comes a time now when Rebecca tells her parents, listen, I don't want to wait 10 days. Now, here's where we get into trouble. When, when we are allowed access to speak into someone's commitment. Say, for an example, my kids. My kids come to me and talk to me about their relationships. And, and, and like I say, they realize blessing is the greatest thing I can give them. And when they come to talk to me about their relationships, I want you to understand that I have to, at the same way, respect them. I have to have a sense of this area does not need to be touched. Are you listening? 
Rebecca's parents didn't try to enforce their will on Rebecca. They said, okay, 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 okay. You're an adult. And see, it's important for you to consider when you're dealing with adults. Their personal desires have to be taken into consideration. And so many times in parenting, how many of you have found out it's hard to parent because to you, they're always your youngins? My daughter, she was uh, 26, wasn't she, Ma? When we bought her a wedding dress. And she was going to marry a young man that was in my class. I had a mentoring class. He was a fine young man. And, um, but there was something in my spirit I just could not. I just could not get over it. it. It was just really troubling me. And I made it a matter of prayer. I really sought God. And we went on a Saturday and bought her a wedding dress and everything was just set on course, you know. And, and uh, all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord really started dealing with me. And I went out and I was riding around. I was praying, God, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And immediately the Lord spoke to me and said, this is not right. And I said, Lord, you got to speak to me. And he said, I already have. And the scripture come to me, let the peace of God reign and rule in your life. Now, let me tell you what I did with that information because my daughter's future was at stake. She was 26, by the way. Did I mention that? She don't have to do anything. But what I did was I was so troubled by it, I went to see my spiritual fathers. And I shared with them what the Lord had spoken to me. And the thing that I thought was unique was when I talked to Brother Yurton, Brother Yurton said, Brother Rick, I was going to call you. I've been praying about this, and I'm really troubled in my heart. <laughs> I went to Dr. Parrish in Noretta, and she's an intercessor. And she said, when, I, when she opened the door, she said, you're here to talk about Renee, aren't you? And I said, yeah. She said, the Lord spoke to me this morning. Well, now I've got to go home and tell my daughter that I bought a wedding dress for her on Saturday that the Lord has spoken to me about this. She still has the right to intervene. And so here's what I told her, Tate. I want to talk to you in the morning. On Wednesday morning, come around, I told her, I said, listen, the Lord spoke to me last night. And I did as I do with every decision in my life. I took it to those in authority over my life. And the Lord has spoken to them as well. And what I'm going to share with you is going to hurt you so bad. And I don't want to. But if I don't share this, it's going to hurt you even the more. I said, what you're doing is not right. I don't know what's wrong, but it's not right. And you know what she did? She did like any young girl would have done. She screamed. She ran into her room. She closed the door. She gathered up a few things. She ran out of my house. She got in the car. And I sat there in a chair and I cried. And I cried. And I cried. And Wednesday night coming on. And I cried sitting in my chair. I never went to sleep. She come home. She went by me. She went to her room. But that night, while I sat in the living room crying and never closed my eyes, the Spirit of the Lord came in her bedroom. She had a dream. The next morning at 5.30, she walked out of her room. She walked into where I was sitting, still in my recliner, still crying. She leaned over, kissed me on the jaw, and said, You did indeed hear from God. She picked up the telephone, broke the engagement. Now she's married to a tremendous young man. And that's the reason I was late today. I couldn't let her baby down to come up here. I just wanted to kiss her a few more hundred times. Her life's come all together. Now, Brother Rick, what's the rest of the story? The rest of the story is we didn't know what this young man was going through. We still love him. But he really had a, some type of breakdown. He's went through all kinds of difficulty. You can't imagine the struggle he's went through. 
his life come completely apart. And so would hers if she'd have been attached to him. She didn't have to honor me. But more than one occasion, she's kissed me and said, I'm glad you're a man of God. I'm glad you can hear the voice of God. See, we got to respect everyone involved. It's very, very important. And here's number seven, and I'm going to end with this tonight. Don't leave home without a blessing. And Brother Rick, my parents didn't think this, they didn't think that. I'm not talking about everybody's going to like every decision you ever make. But if all they can do is blow you a kiss, take it. Amen. <laughs> Whatever level of blessing they can give you, it's so important. See, when you look at this story with Isaac and Rebecca, you realize that Rebecca is gathering up to leave and her brother runs out and blesses her with a 24-word blessing. It's a real simple blessing. In fact, what he says to her, may you be the mother of a multitude of thousands. And may your seed possess the gates of their enemies. Do you realize that Isaac marries Rebecca and they have two sons and the younger is later named Israel and he becomes a multitude 4,000 years later. And today while we sit here, they possess the gates of their enemies. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.